Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening to this Chip Chat. My name is Jake Smith, Director of Data Center Technologies from Intel Corporation. I am joined today for Conversations in the Cloud by Lee Abrahamson, VP and CTO of Equus Compute Solutions. Lee, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Jake. So, Lee, could you tell us a little bit about Equus's history and your role at the company? Uh, yeah, Equus is not a large company, but they've been in business for 29 years, and they got their start in doing white box desktops, and eventually that evolved into white box server. As that progressed along and the industry moved forward, some of the trends in, uh, let's say, software-defined types of solutions have been very popular of late. That's kind of where I come in and my team is uh, when we joined Equus a little over a year ago, our role is to actually bring the software-defined world into a company that's been predominantly white box hardware. So adding that next layer on top of the stack, trying to bring value and, again, bring value to our customers. Well, Equus and Intel have been longtime partners in the 29-year history, and you guys really do a great job of dispelling some of the server management myths. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's very interesting. The history of management of servers over time has actually evolved quite a bit. If you go back, you know, 10, 15 years, you literally had to have another computer on a cart with wheels and roll around the data center, plug in the back of the server, and then... That's how you kind of roamed around, managing server to server to server. What happened was is the explosion of server counts in the data center went from 10 to 100 to 1,000, and there's, you know, not uncommon to say someone has 25,000 servers in their environment. Something had to change. So technology comes to the rescue, and changes were made in both the architectures that were on motherboards as well as the software tools to manage those. So it's, it's still evolving. The general trend that I see in data centers is there's very few data centers that have just one vendor's server in there and floor. So the trend is moving forward to be more of a consistent management experience, which then leads to the whole conversation of open standards on how can we make this better. So talk a little bit about the use of open standards and management tools, because you guys have done a really good job of using those standards to build that framework regardless of whom the vendor is when you're serving your customers. There are standards out there that are de facto standards, and they're that way because whatever was built was functional, a good idea, everyone used it, and it became the norm, but it was a de facto standard. Eventually, those de facto standards change, and they no longer become the standard. There's always a one-off. And then there's the effort of standards bodies, and that tended to have features lag behind. We're starting to see improvement on the standards bodies when it comes to server management, Redfish is coming along, and that's basically going to be the replacement of what is kind of a de facto standard, Intelligent Platform Management Interface, IPMI. Basically what that is is an API or an interface so that your tools can talk through that interface to manage a server. So we're seeing good improvement in the Redfish standard coming along. In addition, there is now the trend, and this is where the large cloud service providers They came up with the idea, and actually Facebook did, to get into what's called OpenBMC. BMC is essentially the acronym for the chipset now that is on every motherboard, baseboard management chipset, and then different firmware can run on that chipset, which provides those management features and that interface. 
and Facebook said, you know what, we would like to own the firmware that runs on that BMC chipset. And by virtue of doing that, they gain full control over how those features operate and what features they expose and how they can provide efficiencies in the management aspect of their hundreds of thousands of servers. What I predict is that the open standards of open BMC are going to become more and more popular as things go forward. We at Equus, we're embracing that. Uh, we believe that OpenBMC is a place that this technology is going to lead to. It's going to become the dominant way of managing servers, and we're trying to get ahead of that. When we talk about the work that you're doing with Intel Xeon Scalable Processors, you're taking it even one step further across software vendors and using your management capabilities with these standards to drive really scalable opportunities for our listeners. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, we're in the business of trying to sell servers in volume. We're trying to sell solutions that are multi-server types of solutions. What we're trying to work on is trying to build, and this is, I'll say, something short of what OpenBMC represents at the firmware level, but we're trying to put together more of an open management layer that is not proprietary, would end up being kind of an open source management set of software that would then provide APIs or even a basic GUI to manage, let's say, multiple nodes in a solution. It's something that we feel has always been somewhat lacking in the server management space. Sure, there are a lot of tools out there that you can buy and spend a lot of money on that will do similar things, but you know, you start to wonder that if you're going to try to save money by using white box server products, hardware products, then you end up throwing all that money towards a, a management tool, then you really haven't gained anything. So we're trying to address that space. We're trying to do it in a way that is very cost competitive or hardly any cost at all and provide the good enough management experience so that the user is not spending all their time trying to manage their solution you know, node by node. So you're not just thinking about management solutions. You're thinking about application and workload solutions in this new software-defined world. Can you talk a little bit about the top two or three solutions that you're focused on as a team? What's really on fire right now is analytics so Hadoop solutions that were pretty rare, you know, three, four, five years ago, they were the set of 50 servers over in the corner that had their own administrator, their own software guy, they did their own thing, and they really weren't part of the IT infrastructure. And the IT guys really didn't want it. That's why they kind of called it a project, and they would jokingly call it a science project. Now that the idea of analytics, big data, collecting data, that actually the data of your own business, every business can look at their own operating environment, collect their own data on what they're doing, analyze it, and maybe they can find some efficiencies in their own business and then make some changes. So now that's the whole idea of analytics and scale-out Hadoop clusters with all the various other titles like Spark and Cassandra, these are all tools that are now bringing this analytics solution mentality into almost every data center of every company in the world. And these are becoming more mainstream. The IT organization is now embracing it. They're getting smarter at it. And it's just a very common ask by our customers about trying to deploy that next hardware solution. The other one, which is very hot, is software-defined storage. As you're trying to lower your cost across the board, there's typically a hardware component. And then there's the feature component, which is usually done in firmware if it's a dedicated storage array or it's done in software. The trend is, and I think the winner in this space, which is starting to show pretty clearly in the industry, is that the software-defined 
applications that are being written out there. There's so many software-defined storage companies right now, it's, you couldn't even begin to list them all. They're becoming more popular. It's, it's being accepted into the key portions of the data center for some of these large enterprises. And these are dramatically lowering the cost structures of actually having storage on site, as well as meeting the needs of the features that they expected out of the traditional legacy storage vendors that were charging a premium, of course, for what their storage would cost them to develop. So it's not an experiment anymore to do, let's say, big data analytics with Hadoop infrastructures or to start deploying their Tier 2 and Tier 3 apps onto a software-defined storage architecture. Where do you think software-defined storage goes when you start talking about analytics and huge data stores of software-defined storage? How does that transform business into the future? These two areas, the two that I mentioned, merging them together, you could almost get to the point of saying, that sounds to me like an object store. So object store is, is a different way of storing data, treating data or files as objects, and what turns a file into an object, but having tying metadata to that file. And then taking that metadata and using that later on as potential key data to do analytics on. So five years ago, you'd say, what do you think? Hey, Mr. Customer, do you think you guys have any interest in doing an object store? They would struggle to find a reason on how to deploy that. But now it is more mainstream. Actually, applications that were designed to write to an object store, like archiving applications, it's not the only reason that they're being used now. Actually, production applications that create primary data, they're now looking for object stores to store their data instead of just standard file or block storage. And they're taking advantage of that metadata. So when they come back, again, to look at how their business operates, they can actually go to that metadata instead of trying to go to the real files and dig through them. That's already been done. And the metadata then provides that concise information about what has been stored so they can, again, learn how their business operates with the hope that they can make some improvements. How do people find out more about Equus? Well, for one, they could go visit our website, which is Equus spelled E-Q-U-U-S-C-S dot com. So the CS on the end is Compute Solutions, Equus Compute Solutions. Well, it has been my pleasure to host Lee Abrahamson on Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, VP and CTO of Equus Compute Solutions. Wherever you're listening to us, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and a wonderful evening. Mm-hmm.